And your confidence must start with your belief in the true and living God. And by what he says in his word. When you get to know and put your belief in God, your confidence level increase. You do not put your confidence in human because they need to have confidence in someone as well. Confidence in the flesh has weakened weakness and flaws that will cause disappointments and let us down. People can only carry you so far. They, are, they get tired and weary and they drop you along the way. Confidence in God is on a complete different level. Even you do not fully understand how you came through, but you know that God brought you through. And having your confidence in God defiles the odds stacked up against you and it leaves your adversaries stretching their heads wondering how you came out. Confidence is producing the real meaning of having faith in God. Amen. So we're going to go and pick up uh, Hebrews. Doo -doo 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 -doo. I think it was Hebrews 12 verses. Uh, we did them. Okay, well, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, if you would, please. Once my Bible come up, that was 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And the verse 24 through 27. Let's read them, please. Knowing, know you not that you and I, which runs in a race, we run for all. Nobody runs a race with the anticipation on losing. Let me know when y'all get cold, because uh, y'all had it smoking in here when I got it. Get you some blood here. Now, so no one runs a race 
looking to lose. Am I right? So we run that you may obtain. Every man that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to, con to obtain a corruptible crown. But we're running, uh, we're running for an incorruptible crown. We're running for our life. Come on, somebody. We are running for eternal life. I therefore so run not as uncertain. So you got to run with confidence. So fight I, not as one that beat it there, but you fighting for your life. You're fighting against your enemy. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest by any means when I have preached to others when you done told somebody else what's right to do. And then I myself become a castaway. Lose your grip. Lose your walk with God. You fall out of the race. You tell somebody how to run the race and you get winded and fall out of the race. Can't finish. Every runner that runs in a race must run the wind that he may get the prize. And every saint of God must run their best race to keep faith and, and, and obtain eternal life. Good, experienced runner trains to compete in the game. So he disciplined himself and he exercised self-control in all things. A good runner does not sit at the table eating a dozen of donuts and drinking a quarter of milk. And then say, I'm going to run around the block. Huh? It ain't going to happen in the room. Them donuts going to start talking. Come on now. And that quarter of milk going to start walking. He, dis he disciplined himself on his diet and intake. He call it calls self-control. We take a, we talk a good game about going to heaven, but we don't know how to play the game of having self-control and discipline. So we run just a little while. Have you noticed, folks, that they just run just a short term and then you don't see them no more? Amen. That means that they fell out of the race. Amen. They ran just for a little while. Because of what they were feeding their flesh without discipline and self-control. And guess what? They got off track. But you got to run this race with confidence that I'm going to see Jesus. Amen. You got to continue to run this race looking until the author and the finisher of your faith. He is at the finish line. You is not gonna you are not gonna see him unless you make it to the finish line. And guess what? And you ain't gotta come in first. All you gotta do is make it. Everybody ain't coming in first. Come on, somebody. 
And matter of fact, no human is going to come in first because we all going to see him at one time. Amen. Because guess what? We got to be caught up. And he said, together. Matter of fact, he said, a dead going to see him first. Wow. So guess what? Our job is to run the race. Don't look at how fast somebody else is running. You just have a steady pace. You keep running. Amen. I can't run like Antina, but just as long as I keep running. Amen. Amen. I ain't got to get in front of Antina, but just as long as I keep running. Amen. I know Coco Legs is a lot longer than mine, but just as long as I keep running. Amen. I don't have time to try to keep up with the gazebo. I just got to keep on running. Come on, y'all. What are you saying? Keep a steady pace. Just keep moving forward. Ouch. Don't let it be said that day that you did run well, but who hindered you from obeying the truth? Boy, we're going to be hollering, ouch. Amen. Go to Philippians chapter 3. Let's be God already. Got a word for next week. I just got to get this one out the way. Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 through 14. Am I right? But before we go to 7, We'll bag up the four so we can get a, a, a pretty much of a good view of what Paul is saying. Amen? Yeah, we're going to bag up to four. Verse four. Let's start reading. Though I might also have confidence. Hold it right there. Don't you put no confidence in your flesh? Girl, boy, your flesh will let you down in a New York second. Come on now. Your flesh will have you thinking you somewhere that you are not. Huh? Amen. If any other man think that he had whereof he might trust in his flesh, I'm more. He said to you, look, if there's anybody that ought to be trusted in what they think they got or what they think they know or who they think they are, it's me. But look what he said. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law. Blameless. Hold it right there. Look at his resume. Huh? His resume said that he's the man. But in reality, he's not the man. Huh? 
Because guess what? At that particular time that he speak of before he ran into Christ on his way to Damascus, he thought he was the man. Because he had his confidence in himself. Verse 7. But what things were gained to me, those I count lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but done, that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but which is through the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering be made conformable unto his death. And I may attain the resurrection of the dead, not as though I have already attained, neither were already perfect, but I follow after for that which also I am apprehended of, Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehend, but this one thing I do, forget those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Do you have a press in your life? Is you pressing your way now? And guess what? The more this time go by, the harder the press is going to be. Come on, somebody. If you look around in the world, the press is getting less because guess what? The people don't want to go to church. They don't want to go to church and get strength. They don't want to go to church and hear the word. They don't want to go to church so that the word can talk to them. The press is getting less. Until Christ come, our top priority in our life will never be willing to suffer the loss of things. Wow. Because guess what? We got a high priority in our things. And for us to have to suffer the loss of all things, it's one thing to suffer loss behind a, 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 a tornado or something, a, a fire or something of that nature, something that is out of your control. But the things that are in your control, can you give them up willingly? Hmm. Can you lose your titles or your positions in your natural life? I ain't talking in your walk with God, in your natural life. Can you give, guess what? Can you give up who the world said you are or you used to be? Huh? Uh, I can hear him trying to take Antina. Back down memory lane. Girl, you know you was the bomb. You know you, girl, wasn't nobody like you but you. You was a tough cookie. Cantina said, girl, you ought to stop this. <laughs> <laughs> and Stephen, how you do that? 
Tina's response should have been, yeah, I remember, but look at me now. Huh? All things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. Tell them that now you need to come over on the new side so you can see a different Tina. Amen. You would never be willing to forsake all to know all you can about Christ. That's the point we got to get at, to be willing to forsake all to know all we can about Christ. There are some folks that you will have to drop like they hot. Because guess what? They're going to get in your way. Of knowing all that you can know about Christ. They're going to pull on you. They're going to pull at your spirit. Come on now. They're not going to be satisfied until, guess what? They pull you all the way out of church. Trying to get the satisfaction of making you fall. You don't know. People want you to fall. Huh? And guess what? News break. Some of you kinfolk want you to fall. Matter of fact, they're the top ones on the list that want you to fall. Don't want you to succeed. Don't want you to have favor with God. Until you consider yourself as being nothing without Christ will be the only time that you can be something in Christ. Because you know why he said that? Because you have, you have gotten to the point you learn how to put yourself in the background and put Christ up front. That he can be the one that leads the way. Come on, somebody. Think about it. When you and I were leading the way, where did we go? Huh? Almost in the bottom of the pit. When we were leading the way, we were messed up. Come on now. Thoughts was messed up. Life was messed up. And we were in charge. Money was messed up. Come on, somebody. Spending on everything. And anything that wasn't worth nothing. That's when you was in charge. So now that tells us that we sure enough need God to be in charge. Because why? Because we were messed up from the flow up. You would never know the real purpose in your life. Until you make that full connection with Christ. Paul said, all that I am and I possess, I count them as garbage. So that I may gain, that I may know Christ Jesus. Come on now. I want to be more acquainted with him and experience the power of his resurrection. Oh, you got to want God to get you up. You got to want God to raise you from the dead. 
You got to want God to raise you from the dead of your flesh while you're on this side of salvation. And then guess what? Bless you with an overflow. Come on, somebody. I need God to bless me with an overflow that it ain't got to be in my pocket, Lamont, but when I need it, it's there. Hello, somebody. That I don't go without because God has blessed me with an overflow because he has resurrected me to a new life. So now guess what? All the flows and the woes that I went through in the old life, I don't have to go through them no more. Come on now. Because now I'm acquainted with the man. Huh? Man, you know what? It's a true saying. You got to know the right people in the right places. Huh? That's true on a natural side and it's shown up true on the spiritual side. You got to know the right person in the right place and you can't know nobody better than Jesus Christ. He makes things happen. He causes things to happen. He keeps things from happening to you. Why? Because you know him. Hmm. I want to continue to be conformed inwardly into his likeness. We got to want that inward transformation to be like Christ. Then guess what? We can put the flesh in check once we get that inside confirmation like Christ. So I can press my way with confidence. When you get that inside confirmation... The stuff that you used to couldn't go through, you can go through it in flying fine colors now. The stuff that you couldn't put up with, you can put up with it with a smile now. Because now, guess what? Your confidence done changed. Come on, somebody. You ain't worried about uh, the Joneses now. Because what the Joneses got can't compare with what you got. Come on, somebody. The Joneses have things, but you got God, and he's the God of all things. Come on, somebody. And you got to understand that the Joneses may not have a trip to eternal life, but you walking toward glory, you pressing your way, because God has told you that he's going to bless you with eternal life. You rich and don't even know it. You got it all and don't even know it. God has made provisions for you and you don't even know it. My Lord. It's just where do you have your confidence? Come on somebody. Even when you're in pain and sick, you still got to have confidence in God. Huh? You got to have confidence that one day, if you're still living, he's going to bring you out of whatever ailing you huh? and give you some good days. Hallelujah. You got to have confidence that God is going to give you some good days on this side of salvation. Hmm. My God, my God. Let's go to 1 Peter. 
chapter 1. The problem is the enemy has been beaten on our door for so long that we scared to open the door and tell him to get thee behind me because you don't stay here no more. Amen. You got the wrong address. Amen. The Joneses live down the street. God's people live on this block and you're not welcome on this block. You got to talk to him like you're not afraid of him. Come on, somebody. God didn't call you, give you the spirit of fear. But he said he gave you a sound mind and what? Power, Power and of a sound mind. First Peter chapter 1 verses 3. Can I get away from this glare? Let's read it please. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy had begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from, wait a minute, by his abundant mercy? You made it thus far by his abundant mercy? He have kept you this far by his abundant mercy and you think that he can't keep you no longer? What's the matter with you? You don't think that he can't keep you and help you to ride through these storms that is about to take place upon the face of the earth and he done already brought you this far by his abundant mercy? Amen. Hmm. And not only that, then he said, had begotten us again to a lively hope. Yeah. You're supposed to be living. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It ain't time for you to die. Yeah. It's time for you to live. Yeah. It's time for your hope to be alive. Yeah. It's time for your hope to have confidence. Come on now. Yeah. It's time for the church to rise to the top, not float to the bottom. Verse 4 says, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that faded not away. But you got to get there. Huh? You got a reservation, but you got to get there to keep the reservation. Huh? Ain't nothing like going on a trip and make a reservation. And Lord have mercy, on the day of your arrival, you can't get there. You can't cancel the reservation because you done waited too late. So whatever money you had to put up, you just lost. Huh? Come on, somebody. Don't cancel out your own reservation. Huh? The devil can't cancel your reservation out, but you can. He said, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed. You are in this time now. And guess what? It's kept by the power of God. It cannot be taken out of the hands of God. It cannot be destroyed out of the hands of God. You have to give up your reservation. Hmm. 
Guess what? Then what that tells me? That we're giving the enemy too much credit. He can't bust a grape. He can't do nothing but stay on the other side of the fence and holler at you and try to get you to come over. Amen. Read the book. Wherein you greatly rejoice now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptation, that the trial of your faith being much precious than of gold that perish, though it be tried with fire, must be found under praise and honor and glory. Your faith has got to be intact when he show up. And before he show up, your faith going to be tested. Huh? It's got to be tested to see what kind of faith it is. Is you got faith in yourself? Is you got faith in things? Is you got faith in the world? Is you got faith in the president? Or do you have faith in Christ? Everybody got some kind of faith, but in what? Hmm. And heaven forbid, I hope you don't put no faith in your jobs. Because them rats are allowed to be gone tomorrow. Huh? There are folks that own jobs that have, that, that, that have faith in their positions and their head is so big that they can't hardly walk with it up straight because it's so big and hanging over because they got confidence in themselves. Come on, somebody. And when the job pulls the rug off them on them, the first thing they do is go somewhere and commit suicide. Because the they couldn't handle it. Then put your confidence in God. Amen. Ain't no suicide in God. Come on, somebody. Amen. It says, though it be tried with fire, it's going to be tough. We're going to run through some tough times. We're going to run through some times that you're not going to be able to depend on nobody but God. Folks that you did have confidence in, they ain't going to have nothing for you. Because they're going to be too busy trying to take care of their own self. So it's best for us to start out on top. Start out with God that we can end with God. Amen. Amen. Your faith has got to be found unto the praise and the honor and glory at the appearance of Jesus Christ. Your faith has got to tell Jesus Christ, Lord, I held out. I held on till you came. I did the best I can do till you showed up. Whom Having not seen, you love. Is that what it said? Read on. 
Now you see him not, ye believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation. Just because you don't see him, you better believe him. Huh? Guess what? And in your life, you have seen him. He has moved in your life in different directions and different things that you ought to by now know that he's real. Amen. You ought to know by now that he lives. Yes. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Having folk running you to another God. What God brought you out of the mess that you was in? Come on now. What God gave you a new life? Come on now, change your conscience. Come on, somebody, change your spirit. Why would you now go and run to another God? There's an old saying, whatever horse brought you out, you better keep riding it. You better ride him. Come on, somebody. Train, trying to change horse in the middle of the race? Oh, that don't sound good. That don't sound good. You fool around and get on a donkey. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> you got to keep your confidence, which will cause you to keep your joy. Yeah. Huh? Every time God gives us an opportunity to call on his name, Come to the house of God, we ought to come with joy, unspeakable joy, and full of glory. We ought to be prepared to give God the best praise that we can give him. We ought to be prepared to thank God to the uttermost of our voice to let him know, God, my confidence is still wrapped up and tied up in you. Saints is giving up too quick. Saints is hanging their head too low too soon. Lift up your head, all ye gates, and be ye lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. It's time for you and the church to get excited about what God is doing in this season. Everything is going down with you and you ain't got nothing to have no joy for. You need to wake up. Look what the 10th verse says. Of which salvation the prophet had acquired and searched diligently. Who profaned? Searching for what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in him, did signify when it testified beforehand the suffering of Christ and the glory that should follow. Unto whom it was revealed that unto themselves, but unto us, that this ministry. 
the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost. Sit down. Wait a minute. The angels didn't even want to look into this thing that God gave you the privilege to have. Not only that, the prophets, they were going around searching for what time this was going to take place. They were searching for when it was going to happen for you. And now that it happened for you, and you ain't got no joy. Oh, that's a sad indictment. Huh? You ain't got no joy about what the angels desired to look into and couldn't. The prophet searched for it and couldn't find it. God preserved it just for you. And you can't be happy about that. Hmm. Wow. Wow. That God gave us a place in his heart that he preserved for us. And we can't get excited about that. You know what? Because we let too many foolish talking folks bend our ear about who God is and what God will do and what he won't do. You don't know what God won't do. When did he give you any information about what he won't do for you? Come on now. You let folks tear your confidence down that you can't believe God. And the angels are saying, let me have it, let me have it. Let me have it. They don't appreciate it, God, let me have it. The prophet is saying, they don't know what to do with it, God, let us have it. But it's for you. Those that are in Christ Jesus. Man. Man. Pastor, our, some, some, our faith sometimes won't bring us out. We get caught in a rut and we don't have the faith to come out of the rut. Hmm. Thank you, though. Thank you very much. Because y'all know I'll get to hollering in a minute. Where was we at? Read that last verse, then.
said it was time for you to awake out of sleep. For your salvation is nearer than when you first believed. Amen. The abundant grace. He saved our life through the life of Jesus Christ. Giving us a lively hope. Folks got a lot of hope in a lot of things, but we got a lively hope. It's alive. Come on, somebody. It's, in other words, it's real. It brings about results. Good God Almighty. And guess what? It brings about results that you didn't bring. God brought them back. Amen. Ah, giving us new birth from above. See, there's a lot of folks is claiming God, but they don't have the new birth. They claiming to know him, but the new birth came from above. The new birth came through the Holy Ghost. Amen. Spiritual transform. Renewed and set apart for his purpose. And the problem with the church now that we done lost our aim of trying to find out what God's purpose is for our life. God ain't called us to sit down. He called us to the kingdom for such a time as this. Amen. We have a lively hope and an inheritance that faded not away, reserved, kept in heaven for us if we get there. Hmm. An inheritance. Nobody wants to lose their inheritance. Huh? Hey, when somebody in your family is close to you, die. The day after death, you want to find out what did they leave? Huh? <laughs> it never fails. They get the reference through stuff. I had some that said, Aunt Reen wanted me to have this. You ain't seen Reen in a coon's age. Always looking for something for nothing. So I know how the inheritance part goes. They all get to the funeral and fall all out. Funeral over with Rob's birthday and said, what is your leave? I had news from Rob. She didn't leave nothing. <laughs> so whatever you buzzers can find, go ahead and raffle and get with it. Uh, and I hope you have good buzzer luck with it. But we must get there and claim the prize that has a great recompense of reward. 
Amen. Amen. We got to get there. And we cannot get there unless we make it through the storms of life. Because they coming. And they're going to try each and every one of us to see what manner of faith that we have. You won't make it through this off a buzzer look. Come on, somebody. This won't be no roadkill. Huh? This, you got to be alive to get this here. You got to be either, you got to be alive, not just on top of the ground, but you got to be alive in the ground. Because when he call you, you got to come alive. If he don't call you and you still down, guess what? You had buzzard luck. Go to 1 Peter chapter 4. Verses 12. Hmm. Oh, this one is showing up for the church. Huh? This is showing up for us that we be walking tall and singing loud until the trials come. <laughs> and boy, it get rough then. Can't hear no songs of Zion no more. All you hear is what was me. Huh? Some of you might even holler, Lord, why have thou forsaken me? <laughs> Let's read the book. Which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Huh? As ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also. Holy right there. Stop thinking that you are isolated case. Huh? Stop thinking because something happened to you is strange. This shouldn't happen to me. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Who gave you, who gave, made you exempt from trouble? Trouble gonna come. It's how you face it. Come on now. He said, don't you think it's strange concerning the fiery trials that's gonna try you? Oh, Lord have mercy. Some of them trials get so hard, guess what? You know what I found out? The time that the trials get hot, you ought to be the first one to make it to the house of God. Amen. But the trials get hard and then you stay at home. Come on now. You stay at home sorry because of what you're going through. You ain't showing God no kind of faith, no kind of confidence in him bringing you out. You rather sit at home and whine. Hmm. And wonder 
why somebody else ain't going through it. Well, it's your trial. Can't nobody go through your trial but you. And it depicts on how you go through the trial and how you come out of it. And then guess what? If you go through your trial, right, you should come out of it with joy. You ought to come out of it believing more in God than you are before you went in it. Because then you know that God is a deliverer. You can stand up and say, I know he lived because he showed up mightily in my life. What they couldn't do, he came and done it. Come on, somebody. Month of December, I went through so many health crises. But guess what? I wasn't going to let them keep me out of the house of God. I went through so many health crises and so many doctor appointments. Sometimes I would wake up thinking I got a doctor appointment, that I had so many doctor's appointments. And guess what? And every time I went to one of them, guess what? They couldn't find nothing. They kept coming up with negative report. But I kept saying something is wrong, something is wrong. And then one day I heard God say, don't worry about it. And this old body been ticking ever since. Yeah. Huh? Lamont is old, but it's ticking. It keeps on moving one step at a time. Huh? He didn't tell me I had to get in no hurry. Just keep moving one step at a time. Come on, somebody. What was we at? Read the book. Happy are ye, for the spirit of the glory of God rested upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is... You just hold up God's name. Huh? If you have to go through something because of his name, you go through Come on, somebody. They talk about you for, if they talk bad about you for being in love with God and going to church, you just let them talk. Because one day, guess what? They're going to try to knock somebody's door down because it's going to be hot on their trail. And guess what? You might be the very one to go to the door and say, welcome in. Come on in. Let me reintroduce you to the God that I tried to tell you about. Amen. Amen. Everybody ain't going to love you because you love God. The enemy got plants to bring you down. To destroy your confidence. To cause you to stop walking with your head up, but with your head down. Say what you please. You can call him what you want to call him. I know him as Lord and Savior. And whatever you call him, you are going to have to pay for that price. Huh? 
Because guess what? You got to pay for every word that proceeded out of your mouth. And if you spoke anything against him, you got to pay for it. You got to face him. So why are you walking with your head down? Because you believe in Christ. I can short order one of them. I tell them quick, you do you. I'm going to do me. Case closed. We ain't even got to talk about it no more. You know. Because they know I get talking too much. My daughter be trying to get me to take pills. Be talking about, boy, you on your medication? Did they push you too far? I'm going to need some meds. when you get to talking negative about the God that I serve and try to change my thoughts? Amen. Boy, you're going to get some words. Amen. Best we in this conversation. Amen. Come on, somebody. Where do we get off it? Let's read it. As a murderer or as a thief or as a evildoer or as a busybody, Take care of your own business. Get out of other folks' business. You can't handle yours because your nose is stuck off in somebody else's business. You be known for taking care of your business with God. And let every man take care of his own. Hmm. Come on, somebody. I got enough to take care of. Trying to take care of my old cripple self. Huh? If I can do that, I'm doing well. Amen. There's a saying that it's 24 hours in a day. I got 12 hours to take care of my business and 12 hours to leave yours alone. If I do that, I had a good day. Come on, somebody. Read the book. For this time has come that judgment must begin. Judgment, 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 judgment. Judgment. Judgment gonna begin at the house of God first. Judgment don't always mean it's going to be bad, but it don't mean it's going to always be good either. Huh? You and I got to find out which one of those judgment seats we're going to have to sit before. 
Because he's going to start with us first. Ain't that what he said? And if he's going to stop off at our house first, what is it going to look like for the ungodly and the sinner? Where are they going to appear in the judgment? God may give you, since you're in the house of God, he may give you an opportunity to explain yourself. He may. <laughs> he may give you an opportunity to try to wiggle your way out of it. He may. But the ungodly and the sinner, he don't want to hear nothing they got to say. Because they chose not to know him. They chose not to follow him. They chose not to reverence him. All I can say for the house of God is just go in there and say, Lord, I fall at the mercy of the court. Amen. God, you already know. Amen. If you got, hey, if you got one more mercy. Amen. We, so we're going to need another mercy. When he appear, come on somebody, Amen. we got to have our house in order when he appear. Come on. Why we think nobody else saw or know. God know all. Every minute of the day, every second and every hour, every day of the week, every month of the year, he knows it all. Now you understand why it's, it's time for our confessions now. Because when he comes to the house of God, it might be too late for confession. <laughs> hmm. Because when I read the scripture, it said judgment. Confession won't do any good in the process of judgment. Amen. Only thing that we can hope that he said, uh, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Come on up a little higher. I'm going to make you ruler over. Huh? We don't want to. Hey, there was one more that was in the house now. It was one in the house that he had his talent. It was one in the house that did nothing. It was one in the house that got lazy, didn't do a thing, went and hid what God had gave him. He got judgment as well. But his judgment was what he had was taken away and he was tied up, bundled up, and thrown in the outer darkness. He was in the house too.